0: I'm so <laughs>
1: of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you on a Monday, January 10th. LA galaxy getting ready to start free season coming up on saturday that's right physicals on saturday on the field on sunday so everything's starting to get very exciting we had some announcements last week we're going to tell you what to expect from this week maybe some more announcements maybe not mls super draft coming up yes some more information on the signings that have already come through absolutely and some rumors france brazil we're going to take you to both of them some way we can find out what's true what's not true A lot of discussion to go on and to help me do all that. He's back as long as he remembers to actually unmute his mic. It's Kevin the Panda. Backstore, Kev, how's it going, buddy?
0: I unmuted this thing almost as soon as you told me to mute it. I
1: I like how we went through the entire pre-show. With you acting like you were going to be a normal, it was going to be a normal day. And then as soon as I started the show, I see you scrambling around to throw all this stuff on because I can see your camera the whole yeah. time. Not just when you're right. on screen.
0: I got my little French scarf. I got my French practice jersey, French national team, my Anton Griezmann doll. You told me we were going to talk about France today.
1: Yes, we are. We are. Uh, okay, that's enough of that. That's en- that's en- you you,
0: you, know, you yes. know who used to play? This is one player you probably didn't know played for the French national team.
1: Yes, who's that? Marcel Marceau. He didn't talk about it much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody's going to get that joke. Like there's, He's there's a mind be, folks. Look it up kids. Larry, Larry Morgan, who was probably listening somewhere is going to text you in about three minutes and say that he got the joke. But outside of that, nobody else is going to think that that's us.
0: speaking funny. of Larry Morgan. Here's something maybe many people don't know uh, because the LA times never likes to edit my soccer copy. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter uh, has agreed to edit the, the newsletter that comes out every Tuesday, which is really long. And that means that there are at least two people in Southern California that read that every week, me and Larry. Yeah. And so Larry reads it. But today we had a conversation. Larry said we were talking about the newsletter and Larry said that he didn't want me to talk about his pathetic Cleveland Browns anymore, his favorite, his favorite football team. So I'm not I'm just not we're not going to talk. We're about not going to talk about the time, the, the, the fact they went eight, and nine this year and they, they've only had three winning seasons in the last 22 years. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, they did beat Cincinnati in their final game, and I really like Baker Mayfield, and I love the insurance commercials. But we're just not going to talk about the fact that the Cleveland Browns are pathetic. And by the way, before you someone starts hammering me, I do pay Larry to edit the column. I pay him exactly the same amount that you pay me to do this show. I, in fact, I just transferred the money right over to his bank account.
1: Ah, well, that's, uh, yeah, I, just straight over because zeros transfer very easily across the <laughs> yes. internet. That's what I, zeros and nothing ones. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. That's right. Nothing times so nothing.
0: If we're not talking about France, I'll take all this French stuff. I want to take the shirt off and I'll just do the show. No, that's not, let's well, not, this it, isn't,
1: this isn't Burt Kreischer. We don't, we don't need the shirt off. So no, we're, we're, we're good. See, there's a reference people might actually get, although people in the chat room did say that they got your, your, uh, your reference. So there you I, go. There's like four people. So, all right. Um, there's only
0: five people in the chat. So. <laughs>
1: Can I talk about my day? I almost chopped my finger off trying to uh, cut a bagel for my son this morning. I'm blaming him. If he didn't choose the blueberry bagels, we wouldn't have had this problem. I gave him a choice between plain bagels and blueberry bagels, and I I almost chopped my finger off. No problems. It's fine. Still attached. It was probably just a, a flesh wound, but I I cried like a little baby. Uh, he, by the way, still got a blueberry bagel. Not a problem on that. Um, so if you had
0: got croissants, honoring the French,
1: right? We wouldn't have had show, this problem.
0: You wouldn't have had this problem. I, I exactly. Agree.
1: I agree. 100%. Baguette, maybe. Yeah, some. It, you want to hear that sound on the baguette? Anyway, so um, that's sort of a uh, uh, my thing. Um, listen, I, I'm gonna let me start off by like bringing everybody's expectations for this week down a little bit. I don't expect a very busy week for the LA Galaxy. We have the MLS Super Draft coming up, which wow, hasn't been relevant weird. since 20, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> for the Since LA galaxy the revolution. <laughs> yeah. Actually. I was going to say, uh, I, that's coming up. That's sort of what, and, and usually MLS does at least a little nod and pause to things that are going on, except th- within the context of the super draft itself in terms of people trading up and trying to find places. Um, as of right now, I don't know if the LA Galaxy will you know, decide they want to show up to this or not. It's it's all going to be broadcast on MLSsoccer.com. You can check it out. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. The rumors are interesting, but they're also weird. Um, the two rumors that we have, one's from Brazil and really one's from, from France. Um, we're going to tell you more about those. But neither one of those is sort of, Kevin, whenever you and I sit there and say, oh, yeah, these totally make sense in terms of what's going to happen. Um, I, I, they don't give me a warm fuzzy. It, it's just it's a little baffling to me and, and here's why it's baffling. The galaxy have 23 players on the roster right now. Um, they have what we imagine will be two open international slots. We know they have an open designated player slot. Um, the, we know that camp starts on, you know, realistically starts on Saturday, Sunday, um, when they will be on the field, they have seven spots to fill and they probably have two starters to still sign. And it's super quiet this week, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, well,
0: yeah, to kind of tease what we're going to talk about later, and we're going to go through the really boring super draft stuff first, just to put everyone to sleep. But this is a different year than any other. When you look at, and maybe the galaxy are right to allow this to slow develop, and, and I say that because you look at Toronto signing Insigne, fifteen million dollar four year contract, fifteen million dollars a year, double what anyone else has paid in MLS. Sloton uh, had the uh, next highest contract at seven point two. So why is Insigne, who's playing really well in Italy, and he's 31 and he's going to try to, well, he's 30 now, he's going to try to be on the World Cup team. Why would he take that deal? And, and why maybe are the Galaxy in on some big name players? And the reason is the World Cup. For 26 years, the MLS calendar has been sort of the albatross around the neck of Don Garber because it just is not in sync with the rest of the year, with the rest of the world. Uh, this year it is. With a World Cup in November, the European League's those players will be just coming out of training camp. they will be maybe six, eight games into their season. Then they have to stop and play the World Cup. MLS is different. MLS is going to be finishing its season. The MLS Cup is 16 days before the World Cup kicks off. If you're a guy like Insigne who is 30, he'll be 31 when he comes in July, he's trying to fight to make that Italian World Cup team. He played in the, in the uh, European Championships, but he's one of 11 players trying to make the team at forward. Only one player, uh, Immobile, is older than him. So he needs to prove his fitness. The best way to do that is to be in fit and game shape when training camp opens. I think it's a brilliant move on his part. John Thornton, the general manager at LAFC, I haven't talked to Chris Klein or to Greg Vanny about this, but he said he's getting a lot of interest that he didn't expect from these, I want to call them borderline players, players who are right on the bubble of making their World Cup team and need a solid season. The Galaxy may be right in sort of stepping back because I think players, no one expected to be available are going to be available and going to want to come here.
1: Yeah, it is, it is a different world than we have currently ever lived in, right? It's a different situation. I I get what you're saying. And, and maybe the long, the, the bottom line is that, um, You know, the LA Galaxy absolutely could sit there and say, Kevin, that they want to wait until, you know, they until the summer to fill a designated player spot. That could be something that happens. Uh, They may want to be cautious in, in sort of how they're approaching this. I mean, they may sign a whole bunch of LA Galaxy 2 guys to sort of come up and fill in this roster as things start out. I also know that, you know at 23 players on the roster that the galaxy have gone into camp and can fill that camp role. And we know that we're 48 days, I believe away from kicking off with New York City. So to me, there feels like there should be a time crunch on them, but um, I don't know that there is, I don't know that they, they see it that way. Um, And, and like you said, maybe having some patience during this open transfer window around the world, when guys who are quote unquote on the bubble, as you say, as they're looking at things and saying, Hey, maybe this is my best option there, you know, other offers aren't coming from around anywhere else. I need to make a move now if I'm going to prove that I'm ready for a world cup, but does MLS usually MLS would hinder somebody's world cup. I mean, certainly we can go back to, um, you know, David Beckham trying to make the Olympic team or David Beckham trying to play for, for, uh, England, you know, and sort of the last throws and how going coming to MLS. And this was like a you know, a lifetime ago, whenever you really think about it. Um, but MLS has changed to be a much more competitive league around the world and one that is very grueling physically. And everybody is sort of understanding, um, how grueling that is. Uh, Matt, by the way, you gave us a $5 super chat says the gal, can the galaxy afford to wait until summer to sign a designated player? If they want to compete for the playoffs, the current roster doesn't inspire confidence. The current roster is a lot of the same as last year's roster. So I like for starters, you're only missing one or two players. Really, whenever you look at the turnover that has happened, it's going to be the same. So if you had no confidence in last year's roster that basically had enough points to make the playoffs um, and didn't, then you have to say that this, this roster is currently the same as that roster, or is it less than last roster in order to do it? I think that despite what we have tried to say with 28 teams in this, in this field now, Kevin, that trying to compete for the playoffs doesn't really start until the summertime anyway, kind of almost regardless of what people say about that. Um, we've seen that throughout MLS's lifetime. It's gotten harder, certainly, but we certainly saw teams that were not very good at the beginning of the year pick it up in the summertime and were able to go ahead and make the playoffs and make their run and do what they needed to do.
0: Yeah, and MLS is just make the playoffs, and I think you have to finish, what, in the top eight or nine. I mean, it's going to be different this year because the conference are expanding, but it's a gamble if they wait... They may not get anybody. Maybe nobody comes. On the other hand, it's a gamble that someone's going to get to June and say, I've been injured or you know, I've fallen out of favor with my national team. I need to do something big. If they get a decent European-based player or even South American player who comes over here motivated. Remember the last guy we got over 30 that was motivated to prove he wasn't hurt was time Look what he did. Uh, and it was clear that his uh, idea was to go back to Europe, and he did. If someone comes over motivated, not – to win an mls cup with the galaxy but for their own personal thing to prove that they can go back and play for their national team um a half season may be enough i mean you'd like to have half a season of zlatan right now sure um but it's a gamble because what if there's nobody available what if you wait and there's nobody available and i'm not suggesting necessarily that the galaxy are but i'm just suggesting that perhaps if there is a year where you were going to be patient and not take a good offer but wait for the best offer uh the best player to sign this might be the year to do that
1: it's going to be interesting to sort of watch this. Let's talk a little bit about the MLS super draft. And uh, I said the, uh, the super drafts has not been relevant for the galaxy uh, in since 20, 2000. See, we were trying to say 2009 and I actually went back all the way to 2009 because we know that at least in 2009, the LA galaxy got Omar Gonzalez and AJ De La Garza. It was probably one of their best drafts. Um, although as you go back further, you get more talent that sort of I- immediately comes into um, this, this, uh this this squad right so you know the the super draft used to be super important no also known as the college draft uh, as you go back a little bit further as well well because it's a pre david beckham years we're
0: right. getting a lot of foreign players
1: right and so so that's how the, that's how a lot of that came in so 2009 was really the best year i think the la galaxy had with omar and aj both coming in but we were trying to sit, kevin you you and i were talking on the phone we were trying to figure out when the last like relevant player came from the draft and if you try to think off the top of your head Um, You said Tommy Meyer. That would be 2012. Tommy Meyer, defender, uh, ended up coming in because somebody got injured at center back. I forget exactly who it was. Ended up winning an MLS Cup, Um, but he he won MLS Cups in 2012 and 2014. Tommy Meyer was sort of a force for the LA galaxy, at least in, in maybe small pieces, at least for a little while, um, on the defensive line there. So, I mean, you know, yes, you can say that he had, um, you know, some influence there. 2009 was Omar Gonzalez, AJ De Garza, uh, Joshua Boateng and Kyle Patterson. By the way, if you're playing the home game, you remember all those 2010 was only Michael Stevens. Everybody remembers Mikey Stevens, uh, 2011, Paulo Cardoso, uh, and Hector Jimenez, Hector Jimenez, played significant minutes and had a real MLS career as well um, and I think is, is he's still playing for Austin? Is this was did he ever play or did, has he retired? It was he was he was right on the the edge there. But Hector Jimenez in the league uh, for quite a while. Tw- Tommy Meyer 2012. Kofi Opare in 2013 with the uh, the infamous the the magnificent Mr. Charlie Rugg. Josh Guestman's proclaimed rookie of the year whenever he saw him playing in the preseason in 2013. Uh, Greg Cochran was part of that MLS uh, draft as well. Kyle Venter in 2014. Nacho Maganto 2015. Daniel Keller. Nacho.
0: Anyone named Nacho is really good.
1: Uh, Daniel Keller, Andrew Wolverton, Josh Turnley. In twenty seventeen, the LA Galaxy only had one pick in the entire draft because they had traded away all the rest of them. And it was a fourth round pick and they passed on it. The 81st overall pick. So in 2017, they picked up zero players. Um they had nothing. Uh 2018, by the way, then went on to have the worst season in franchise history. 2018, uh Tomas Hilliard Arsay. Uh, Drew Skundrich, Nate Schultz, Emil Cuello in 2019, Don Ciallo in 2019, 2020, Tom Smart, 2021, Josh Drack and Preston Judd. By the way, Drack and Judd playing for LA Galaxy 2 have some of the highest buzz MLS draft picks the LA Galaxy have had in a long time, but they also spent their entire season with LA Galaxy 2 and were not signed to the senior team. So those are the draft picks that you're trying to go through here. People have pointed out that DK came from the, the MLS Superdraft. There have been players who have been successful in Major League Soccer. The LA Galaxy just haven't picked any of those players or maybe haven't even been in a position to pick any of those players. Um, I, just, I, I just think it's an interesting sort of study to go back and say, where, where have the impact players been? Well, the, the draft is kind of a throwback again to the to the pre-David Beckham
0: era when there weren't a lot of foreign players. When you built your team through the colleges uh, or through local homegrown signings, um, it, there wasn't this international market. Um, I, I'm a little bit surprised that's still around, but I think it sort of harkens back to that the founding idea of MLS, which was to develop soccer in the United States and Canada, and I, and I, th- I think that's kind of part of it. But um, there are very few players I would say in the last 3 to 4 seasons. If you go back a little further, there are some great American players that did come through the draft. But but you know, even the the good American players that the Galaxy have had like Landon Donovan, he didn't even go to college.
1: Yeah, I, yes. And, and it just, it, it feels we're almost at the point where this feels very outdated and very, very forced. Right. And we call it the MLS super draft because that's what they call it. Right. It used to be the college draft. It used to be four rounds and now it's reduced to two rounds. Like we're starting to phase this out, but there still needs to be some. Or does there? And I've been seeing the argument in NWSL as well, because they're talking about the college draft and perhaps which is much more important in NWSL. They're saying, well, if there was no draft mechanism to get these women out of college, right, then they would be forced to deal with with like 17 teams all all wanting to come at them with a different offer. And it's like, okay, well, what's so bad about that either? Like the market would change if if guys are good enough in college, they're still going to be signed, Kevin. NWSL needs the draft because there aren't these deep academy systems and
0: and player development things like there are on on the men's side. There should be, and there will be someday. But right now, I think the college draft over there is a little bit more important. Even the college players the Galaxy of Sound. when you look at Ima Boatang and Jiasi's Artists, those were not signed as draft picks. You know, they came to the Galaxy. They played locally in college. I think Jossi was a homegrown selection. They came to the
1: Academy. Use quotation marks whenever you use him because he stayed in the Academy the exact number of weeks to the day so that way the LA Galaxy could make sure that he didn't enter the draft and he would have been a first-round draft pick. In fact, probably one of the number one overall picks. And the Galaxy persuaded MLS to allow him to be a homegrown player as well. So, I mean, you know, it's not even like the LA galaxy would have been in position to sign Giassi artist had he come through the draft because he probably would have gone higher. But,
0: but, and, and everybody uses the draft in different ways. Look at the Daniel Starris trade. So, so Houston has to give up something of value to get Daniel Starris. Right. So they trade him for a third round draft pick. Um, the galaxy didn't even use their third round draft pick last time. Yeah. Uh, last uh, last draft and we in 2017 then you didn't use a draft pick at all so they get a draft pick for stars everyone says oh that look at that they got something of value no i bet you they don't make a third round draft pick this year either
1: yeah i, I mean and so you look at this and i have all the la galaxy's draft picks we can tell you about it um and get you ready but there were a lot of pass uh, whenever I was going through these and I'm trying to come up with a definitive list. This was me going through really, uh, really quickly. Um, and so it was, it was just fun to sort of uh, check it out and, and see these names. But we were also trying to answer a question, which when has the draft been relevant for the LA galaxy? Now you can blame them for choosing bad players, but at the same time, I would say that I'm going to guess 80 to 85% of the players currently drafted in this super draft had never really make a dent in anything that they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, the galaxy and the draft have passed more than Matthew Stafford in the last, like, I don't know, ten years. So, um, it, it, I I wouldn't expect a lot of fireworks coming out of the draft this year
1: either so here is your information uh tomorrow this is on tuesday uh, you can start watching at eleven thirty a.m pacific time it's mlssoccer.com is where you can find it not broadcast on espn not broadcast there. they're doing it oh, in-house no, no way really I, it's like the aci- excitement isn't there I, I i'm fine with them having it. i'm fine with it being there i'm fine with them doing whatever they want to do but mlssoccer.com will carry it 11 30 a.m is whenever the pre-show starts 12 p.m is when the super draft actually starts now kevin the la galaxy will have four four picks total in three rounds, all right? The LA Galaxy will first get the number 21 pick that they acquired from Nashville via a trade whenever Ethan Zubak Um, was traded to Nashville and the Nashville gave up a first round draft pick. That is the number 21 overall pick. Uh, The LA Galaxy do not have a natural selection in the first round. Um, So that is gone. Uh, Round number two, they have the 14th pick or the 42nd overall pick. Um, And so they will get that one. That is their natural selection there. In round three, the LA Galaxy will have the fourth and 14th picks of round three. That's the 60th and 70th overall picks for the LA galaxy. They got that fourth round or they got that number four pick in the third round, uh, from Houston via the trade for Daniel stairs. Um, and so that's how they have it. So they have four picks. Here's really here's something interesting though, by the way. Uh, The L.A. Galaxy don't have the 14th overall pick. That's where they finished in the table. So that should be their overall natural selection first round pick. They should be picking 14th overall, but they don't have it. And I asked you, Kevin, if you remembered why they don't have that first round pick Um, and you didn't know. And then I told you, so I don't want I don't want you to just shout it out um, uh, as we go. But the, the answer to this is the L.A. Galaxy last year. Traded $250,000 in general allocation money and a 2022 MLS Super Draft first round selection plus future performance based incentives to FC Cincinnati in exchange for the discovery priority for Kevin Cabral. All right. So Kevin Cabral is the reason the Galaxy won't be picking number 14. And if you wanted to go back there, the Galaxy also had to pay $250,000 plus performance incentives to FC Cincinnati to sign Kevin Cabral from the discovery list.
0: Well, I think we could probably set aside the performance incentives. I don't think any of those were met. So essentially they got $250,000 for the right to Cabral.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's basically what what they had and this, this first round pick. So that's why the LA Galaxy won't have this first round pick. That's why they're going. So again, a pick in round one, a pick in round two, and two third round picks. If I was going to guess, Kevin, and I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess that round one and round two, the LA galaxy pick players. And then they don't pick up anything in the third round. Well,
0: You just said in the first round, they can't pick anybody.
1: They can, they have a 21st. It's just not, it's just not 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 their natural selection. There's seven spots behind it.
0: Yeah. I think that they probably do that. And then they close up their briefcase and walk out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's what it's uh,
0: so exciting. The guy gets drafted and he goes up there on the stage with the commissioner and they give him a hat and a scarf and everyone celebrates and it's a big deal. Mel Kuyper's
1: there. (laughs) I don't think Mel's there. Um, But I mean, it's a spectacle of sorts that's certainly modeled after, you know, the NFL draft and um, just how that's supposed to go. I I imagine they're going to do everything remotely again this year. Um, for the most part. So I imagine everybody's going to be in their war rooms. And so maybe you're going to see videos of Greg Vanney sitting um, and, you know, next to the phone trying to figure out. You know, I, I don't know. It's just... It,
0: you know, everyone tries to copy the NFL draft. And the NFL draft is important. I mean, you got... what? How many starting quarterbacks this year were guys that were drafted last year? And yep. The NFL draft is a big... NBA draft, a little lesser because there are fewer players. It's harder to break in. It's not as big as the NFL draft. But like baseball tried to do that. and The, the, the year that Mike Trout was drafted... They Invited all the potential first round picks to New York for the draft. Mike Trout was the only one who showed up, he was the only one, you know, in the building when the draft happened. It's just not as, as important as in the NFL. And, and it, it, I mean, I'm you know, it's great MLS is having it, but it, but when you talk about you know, trying to make a spectacle out of it, I, I just have everyone like mail in there, you know, send in emails, here's the guy we pick, and move on,
1: yeah. Um, so so that's although a-
0: I, you know, on the other hand, it's it's huge for the kids, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Poo poo it to that extent. It's a pretty big deal for a kid. To, you know, I, I talked to um, a couple of draft picks, um, you, you know, in the past when they got drafted and they were all like, it's such an honor to get drafted. And, and it's, it's really great. And, and I'm going to go and try to win a spot. But they all told me, look, there's no way I'm not going to make the team. They don't really want me, but I'm going to go there and give it what I got.
1: And, and that's sort of, again, you look at the LA Galaxy and, and Drack and Judd, and they were selected and they got signed to LA Galaxy 2. So it, it was something. It moved them in a direction. Um, and so, you know, that's, it, it at least goes that way. And you're right, it is a big deal. But it's also a big deal whenever the LA Galaxy signed one of their Academy kids. And, you know, from LA Galaxy 2, and it's, I don't know, this is outliving its usefulness very quickly. Um, and I don't know how much longer this survives. I would, I would imagine that in five years, there is no MLS super draft anymore.
0: Maybe not, but it it does. It's again, another one of those things that I think MLS feels it needs to do and wants to do and probably should do to sort of mimic. We just talked about how the NFL draft is a big deal. Yes, the MLS draft is never going to be that, but all major sports in the U.S. have drafts. They have college drafts. And so. I guess MLS kind of feels like we yep. we want to be a, a part of the club. We got
1: to have a draft. But in all those other ones, they draft, they, they, the kids coming out of college almost have a direct relation to to how this is going to go. That's not the case with soccer and it hasn't been now. And usually the guys who are going to college aren't the guys who you should be looking at. You should be looking at the guys who didn't go to college or who are developed in the academies. It's yes, it's a sea change, but it's a shift that has shown that there is not a lot of success. Yes. You can find a game changer. In the MLS Superdraft, in this MLS Superdraft, there are one to five guys probably who are going to be somewhat of a game changer. We'll find MLS and we'll find careers and do all that stuff. That's what I'm guessing, one to five. Well, but there's 28 together- teams picking in the first round.
0: The galaxy have a link to what you were just talking about, though. Jonathan Klinsman, his dad, when he was Jurgen was coach of the U.S. national team, said, "If you want to be a professional soccer player, forget the college track. College is not where you want to go. You want to go to academy. You want to go play professional. If you're 16 and 17 and you're thinking about college, you're not going to be a good player." Guess what Jonathan did? Guess what Jurgen's
1: son did? Yeah, he went to college. Yep. Yeah. True. I mean, listen. And by the way, everybody's saying that it's like, oh, well, you're you need to give these guys, kids a chance. Nobody's saying. That if they're good enough in college, that some team isn't going to scout them and bring them into teams. That's that is the what that they will still be. If there is talent and they are playing at a college, they will be found. OK, it's not like if the draft went away, these kids wouldn't get a chance. What would happen is you wouldn't get three rounds of selections from MLS teams and only with knowing that maybe only 10 to 15 players total out of the 80s 80 that are going to be drafted will play any sort of significant role for the team or even backup role for the team coming on so it's almost well, yeah
0: what it would do is it would heighten the the use or maybe attention or whatever of the homegrown players we talked about jossi and and Boateng signed as homegrown players or at least local college players through a different mechanism than the draft you have jordan morris and uh rodan in in Seattle, played college soccer, signed with the team, didn't come through the draft. I'm talking about Alex Rodon, not Christian Rodon. Um, maybe that's what happens. You're right. If a guy's good enough, you know, they didn't. Jordan Morris didn't have to be drafted to, you know, for people to know that he was good enough to play in MLS. Uh, those players that are good enough will make it. It's, it's maybe you know the lesser guy, and there. Are, unfortunately, in soccer, it's not like other sports where a guy will mature and be nothing at 18 and, and then all of a sudden at 23 be gangbusters it seems like soccer goes the other way once you get to be over 21 or 22 if you haven't made it it kind of seems like your stock dropped and maybe that's unfair and and, and maybe that's another thing you're coming out of college at 21 and you haven't signed a pro contract yet i do think there are people with the jurgen klinsman take that says "What what's wrong with this kid why is he still in college at 21
1: yeah, no, I I think that that's good. Uh, by the way, Matthew um, in the chat room says, Kyle Larin, Christian Rodion, both draft picks, Jordan Morris, Tehan Buchanan, Miles Robinson, uh, Jackson Ewell, Julian Gressel, Jeremy, Jeremy Obivisay, um, Daryl DK. don't tell me the draft doesn't matter. It matters. Invi- if you want to go through and cherry pick out of the 90 people who are going to be drafted, you can find one to five players every year that will affect some team. It's just one to five. There's 28 teams. So it just it to me, it doesn't pay off. Anyway, it's not like those guys wouldn't have been found out if, had they not done that. So there is there is ways uh, the MLS Super Draft is coming up. You can watch it uh tomorrow i'm sure if you're at work or you're at home however you want to do it but mlssoccer.com will have it um, and you can you can find it all right so we'll see what the la galaxy do again four picks overall across three rounds and their earliest pick is in the first round 21 overall um, in a pick they acquired from nashville so 21 42 60 and 70 um overall picks for the la galaxy coming up all right uh, let's see do, 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 do. what else do we want to talk about? I wanted to get some updates on, um, before we go to the rumors, cause that'll sort of close out the show for sure. But I wanted to get some updates on, on Kelvin Leardam, um, and, uh, Raheem Edwards and the LA galaxy, whenever Raheem Edwards was announced on Friday, I remember Thursday we had the Kelvin Leardam. We knew that was coming. We knew Raheem Edwards. So on Thursday night, we did talk about Raheem Edwards, but we didn't know specifics Kevin, we didn't know how many years the contract was and sort of what the idea was behind Raheem Edwards. And then during that release, the LA Galaxy put out a video um, by Greg Vanny as well. So uh, I'll get to the video here in a second. Um, But first, I want to talk a little bit about Raheem Edwards and what the contract actually is. So Raheem Edwards, uh, all over social media, by the way. Very interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but joins on a three-year contract plus one club option year. Uh, he's 26 years old. Uh, we said last week that he was, you know, around the $100,000 mark in terms of salary for last season. Um, there was some guaranteed salary that sort of ha- could could balloon up in certain areas, but overall didn't seem like a huge spend. I will say I was a little surprised that the LA Galaxy locked him down for three years. I was surprised that they they put that much of weight on signing Raheem Edwards in sort of what his roles have been um, with past teams. And certainly, you know, I I was talking to to Mr. Retired Larry Morgan. We were talking about how many clubs he's played with. And Larry goes, well, sometimes that indicates that, you know, that they're a bad teammate and that they don't do it. I don't think that's the case here um, because I haven't heard that. Right. But certainly he's a guy who Kevin uh, is useful at a certain price point and has sort of always been used at that price point. Right. And so, I think the LA Galaxy with uh, with Greg Vanny using him in Toronto. Um, And seeing that he had, you know, one goal and six assists in Toronto and sort of um, one of his more successful seasons that he had. I think Greg Vanny thinks that he knows better in this particular case, Uh, that he thinks he knows Raheem Edwards better than everybody else. Uh, And then he's going to play him in a left back position. We'll talk about that. And Greg says it in his video as well. But play him with left back position. He's going to back up via Fania. Uh, You know, he thinks he's dependable, all these things. And he's thinking and I imagine that Greg Vanny is thinking that consistency for Edwards is what is going to help him take this next step at 26 years old in his prime, so to speak, for the LA Galaxy. I can't imagine this is a huge monetary buy even for three years, right? If, you, if you're if you putting aside $120,000 a year roughly with increases as it goes, it's not a huge hit to any sort of salary cap or anything else that goes along. So um, it doesn't seem risky just because of the low spending dollars, but a three-year contract to a guy who hasn't really proven in a lot of ways that he's worthy of that commitment in any of this stuff might be a gamble, but if it turns out well, the Galaxy have locked him up for what I would say is inexpensive, and they have either a backup or if he progresses to a level of a starter at left back.
0: Well, he's versatile as well. He can play in the midfield. He can play on the wings. I don't know the Galaxy would want to use him there, but he can do that sort of Julian Araujo thing where if you need him in a pinch, he can go up there and play. Uh, He does attack from the back line, um, uh, and you know, he, he's going to be back in, we assume at the start of the season, he'll be back in at Viafania. Viafania will be what? 32, 33. Yeah. So by the end of that three-year term, uh, three-year contract, he's, he, you know, barring another acquisition, the galaxy may be looking at him as the guy who's going to be the starting left back. So if you get a starting left back for that money, um, that's not bad. It's uh, not a bad signing.
1: Yeah, it, it is. I, I think it's interesting that Vanny is very convinced that he's going to be the backup left back. Uh, we've seen Raheem Edwards be listed as a forward by MLS. We've seen him play in that sort of a- attacking position, certainly at left wing. Uh, you could call him a left wing back as well. A left back uh, means that Vanny sees that his defense is good enough that he is a better choice than, say, somebody like Nico Hamelainen. Now, having said that, Nico with a you know dollars 400 or $450,000 salary, whatever it was, um, but it was, it was elevated, is at $120,000, you're getting a lot more. Um, or let's say at least equal in my mind right now with Raheem Edwards and Nico Hamilainen. But Edwards has to show me that he has some defense. They, the, the other thing that's sort of interesting in this whole thing is how much social media hype he's getting as well. Um, just in terms of uh, the Galaxy re- putting his face out in a lot of places. And for a backup, this seems like a lot, at least in my mind, it seems like a lot.
0: Well, who was the backup? You remember who was the backup left back starting camp last year?
1: uh Danilo Acosta
0: right who just signed with Orange County Soccer Club so now he's down in the second tier
1: USL championship yeah and granted
0: with the defending champion but still
1: yeah and I I can understand that I understand the move and and the whole deal but yeah you're right I mean and and certainly Vanny is correct whenever he says the LA Galaxy need depth at that position um they saw what happened to Viafanya remember Viafanya playing every game every minute all the way up until the point where he got injured. And then that was, a, that was basically a sign off from Jorge Villafania He was not able to come back for, for most of the year. And so you had to rely on Nico Hamiline and, you know, they had to rely on Fisher um, eventually coming in as well um, and playing out of position. We saw just the problems that it had. So having somebody who Vanny is confident in that can play left back uh, with Raheem Edwards is, is big. I'm just, I'm questioning this three year contract plus one. So they could tie him up for four years overall, seems like a really large commitment for a guy who hasn't really been able to stay on a team for more than one season here and there. Um, but
0: you go back and you talk about what Larry said and I agree a lot of times when you see players moving around, it's because they're a problem with the teammates. They don't work and play well with others. Um, but Raheem Edwards may, may be the, the, the guy who sort of proves that rule wrong. And and I just think about recent history. He, he played part of last season, the end of last season with LAFC. Bob Bradley goes to Toronto where he had been. Raheem had been before. All of a sudden there's talk about him going back to Toronto. You know, Bob Bradley had to sign off on those negotiations and apparently he felt like Raheem was the guy that he wanted. And apparently those talks, from what I understand, they were fairly advanced and there was a chance that he was going to go back there. And Bob Bradley is a guy who a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's not going to take a bad citizen. It didn't work out, so I don't know whether he's necessarily. A, you know, I I don't think that that tag holds. The other thing that I think the Galaxy are doing that's interesting is they are signing a lot of long-term contracts. And you and I had a discussion about this earlier. Um, when you look at all the multi-year, three- and four-year contracts the Galaxy have set up for like like-aged players, a lot of guys say between 22 and 28. When we talk about Cabral and we talk about Grant Sear and, and Jonathan Bond and uh, uh, the core of the team going forward. And you pointed out correctly that there's guys like Sasha Kleshton And if Victor Vasquez comes back that are older, right? There are, but the, what I look at as the core of the team, Ravellison um, uh, you know, they're all sort of Derek Williams. I think they're all sort of in that same under 30 uh, age group. And I think the idea of the galaxy is we're going to try to sign these guys, get them to play together three or four years. We're going to bring them along together. They're all signed. Um, that t- tells me a couple of things, the galaxy are trying to build this team, but also that they have a window. Now that they've set, you don't sign guys for three or four years and decide we're going to try to win in the fifth year. The, right. they're, they're, the clock has started on this group. This is, if you want to call them the golden generation, like they do with national teams, the clock has started on this group. They have a small window of time to win. Um, and I think the galaxy are setting them up to do that.
1: All right, Kevin, if you mute your microphone, I want to play, uh, 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 Greg Banny's, uh, uh, The video that the LA Galaxy put out. So this is courtesy of the LA Galaxy video and audio courtesy of them. So let's play that and then we'll come back and and hear this. It's
2: great, you know, first for, to bring Raheem uh, to the Galaxy. He's obviously a player that I've known for a number of years. Worked with him uh, in Toronto. Uh, We had success together. He was a young player at that time, but always Uh, Free-spirited, very good attacking player, uh, could create opportunities, create chances. I think as he's grown uh, over the years, he's become more well-rounded. He's worked on his defending. He's worked on his two-way play. um, But he still has that unique attacking ability. So for us, we're looking at him as in the left-back position to support Jorge, who's there. But they do that role in very different ways. You have Jorge, who's a veteran, very savvy, sits in the position. And you have Raheem now, who can really attack and who can really provide extra numbers in the attack from that position and gives us a little bit of a different attacking element out of there. So we're excited. He's versatile. He can do other roles as well. So he just he brings quality. He's a winner uh, and he's a competitive guy. So it brings us a lot of uh, opportunity, versatility, but also quality to our roster. Uh, as for Kelvin, he's again on the right side. We, are, we have uh, he's a right back and also play right center back. So he has versatility. He's won championship in, this, in championships in the league uh he he can be an attacking right back he can also be a, a right back that sits he's a good defender um, again brings us versatility depth we obviously have Julian, but he does the role a little bit different than Julian which gives us some options and uh, and last year we saw that you need depth and you need options uh, in in this league because it's it's a grind and and you need guys who know how to win in this league and both of these guys have won in the league and so, Um, It's exciting to add guys like that. We want we want that personality and we want that experience um, and we want the winning mentality to, uh, to add to our group.
1: All right, there we go. A little uh, a little video there from uh, from Greg Vanny talking about uh, both Leardam and Edwards. I mean, he uses Kevin, he uses the word depth in both of these, right? So it's not like he's sitting there saying these guys are going to start, but certainly he likes the versatility in terms of different looks and that type of thing. So both whenever it comes to, we can even shift to Leardam a little bit as well. He talks about him being able to play right back. He talks about him giving something a little different than Julian Araujo. We've talked about this before. Sometimes in games, you need Julian Araujo to press up and play the wing back position. And sometimes you need a, uh, a right back to come in and fill in that position whenever you move him forward into that position, or, you know, heaven forbid something happens, Leerdam could come in and play right center back as well. And, and Vanny made that, uh, you know, really clear. I just, listen, I don't think the Edwards signing is bad because overall for me, it's a low risk dollars, right? I mean, there's not a ton of money that we imagine is tied up in this. Um, even if let's say that they doubled his salary, Kevin, and it's $200,000 a year. Um, That puts him on par with domestic, you know, center back right backs in Major League Soccer and, you know, maybe not even starting center backs. But like anywhere between that one to one seventy five range up into the two hundred, I consider relatively small cap hit and relatively low risk whenever you're looking at it.
0: Well, yeah, I just want to talk about Greg Vanny's sweater. What do you think of that?
1: I mean, he's, he's very smart and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why about the black sweater because he has a black microphone on and you can't see it. So that's why the black works very well. He's again, this, this isn't his first rodeo, Kevin. He's done this before. So what
0: we, we just know the terms of the contract. We do not know what Raheem Edwards is is going to make. Is that correct?
1: No idea. We're guessing based off of his previous salary and previous salary last year was 96375 for Raheem Edwards. 96 yeah, so less than a hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I was just looking that up. and so I would imagine that he's got to be under 150. Why would, why would the galaxy go up much more than that unless there was some competition?
1: So again, so you you have a depth guy, and I'm fine with that. I think that's great. So I think this works out really well if the Galaxy end up doing it. I don't think it's bad they tied him up for this. I just think it's interesting that they're willing to go ahead and do the long term contract with somebody who is a depth piece. Um, unless again, the Galaxy and the Galaxy said I, I think in their quotes they said they expect a big step forward from Raheem Edwards. You know, we're like Vanny said, I'm expecting a step forward. Expecting that he's. He's developed to a point where he's going to take this step forward. I just don't know that there is anything that indicates that. So, well, and he's
0: talking about step forward for a guy who he's already said is going to be a backup. That's kind of weird. It's like he's going to make a big, big step forward as a backup. By the way, why did I have to mute myself? You were afraid I was going to cut Greg Vanny off. And so it's a tape.
1: So, so interview. So, whenever I play videos, I have to do something and it causes an echo if I talk or you talk. Um, you wouldn't hear it. I would hear it. And the people listening, um, on, on YouTube wouldn't hear it, but the people on the podcast would hear it. So I get everything nice and quiet. So <laughs> that way you don't hear the echo. See, that's I'm all. not buying, I'm not buying any of that. No, it's true. It's, it's a control.
0: True. It's a, a control issue. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sure you that's, have the, control, that's the control. You're a control freak. Um, you know, with Leardam as well, I, I don't think Vanny says it, although he probably should say it. He, he should also say, uh, and Kelvin Leardam is our backup whenever Julian Rajo decides that whenever we decide to sell Julian Araujo. Um, and also I, he to, I think Julian Araujo winds up going away
0: with the Mexican national team more than one time. Very well good. You're going to need some, you're going to need someone to, to be able to step up and play.
1: Yeah. Two year contract for, uh, Leardam with a one, uh, year option as well. So again, a two plus one or a three plus one, there's a big difference in my mind between a two plus one and a three plus one, uh, three plus one implies we really like this player. This is somebody who we want to base things around, even if it's at a depth position, a two plus one is like, we're going to have you for two years and then we're going to see about it. I don't know why, but in my mind, I switch that that way. I feel but, like three years is a much larger, uh, it feels like twice as much dedication, even though it's not.
0: Well, all these guys. I mean, the the core of the team and, and are locked up through twenty twenty five. If you know their options are picked up, and we'll talk when you when we start talking about the possible acquisitions and what happens to the DP spot. That's another reason why I really like Pavone. If the legal problems are taken care of, the Galaxy can get Pavone. I think he fits in because he gives them the kind of uh, uh, versatility they're going to need to make this whole three, four year program work.
1: I I will tell you this, that um, I disagree with you on that. And I've told you that, that. I know you do. The LA Galaxy have wingers right now. Um, so if you're looking at designated players, if you're looking at guys, you want to bring in the one person they absolutely do not have, and they don't have, uh, Albert Rutz as well as he's going to sign with, uh, with Seattle at one point for 15 minutes, the LA galaxy were in that hunt. And I was ready to lay down and like have people drive five over star.
0: me. You had a five star rumor tracker for,
1: for 15 minutes. Um, for 15 minutes, it was that way. And then it went down to like, you know, two stars or whatever it was. But, um, Here's the thing. It looks like Albert Rusnak is going to go to Seattle. He's going to be a designated player. Here's why that makes sense. We're going to transition into our rumors now. Um, so that way we can, we can define all this and sort of put this within the same um, space as Albert Rusnak heading up to Seattle,
0: and we could also explain why there's a French flag in an
1: Antoine Griezmann doll. Here. Absolutely, and th- this is important. So Rusnak, um, uh, uh, somebody was mentioning, and there were rumors that he was going to sign with Seattle for targeted allocation money. And my argument, whenever he was coming to the LA Galaxy for that 15 minutes, was, you know, even at a designated player position, Albert Rusnak is a huge get because the LA Galaxy needs somebody in the central attacking midfield. I've seen it in the in the chat room as well. Uh, they need a cam. They need somebody pulling the strings. They need a creative playmaker. And Albert Rusnak has double digit goals and assists almost every year that he's in major league soccer. So you don't think they could get a cam for Tam or Jam? They they very well could, um, but not particularly in this case with Albert Rusnak. Now, I was ruling to say that even as a designated player, he makes a ton of sense for the LA Galaxy. And people were saying, no, 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 Tam. Well, he's going to be a designated player for Seattle now. Here's what's going on with the LA Galaxy in terms of a central attacking midfielder. A 30 year old, his name is uh, Teji Savanier. Uh, Teji Savanier is 30 years old. Uh, he plays for Montpellier. In, From where? It, where? In France. Uh, in Ligue 1 in France. Um, he is the captain for Montpellier. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, And we know that that team currently is in a fight for a Europa League playoff spot, I believe, whenever we were looking at. They're fifth overall in in League One. But Um, they're also
0: tied on points with the team that gets the Europa League spot. So they're right
1: there. They're right there. So they are in a battle. And so you have a guy who is a central attacking midfielder. By the way, a guy who is rated as one of the top central attacking midfielders in League One, in League One, in France. Um, I'll just translate it to English. League One in France. Um, And... Could come in and I would imagine make relatively good work of Major League Soccer. I feel like he could he could play that way. I feel like the, nothing. This is a guy who has had offers to move other places before, um, who has had talent. Uh, Transfer market has his market value, and again, we always say these are lagging indicators, but they have his tran- they have his market valuation at thirteen point two million dollars right now. Okay, so at, he is a straight up central attacking midfielder. This is the guy if you want a guy who's going to be a Sam. By the way, a, a central attacking midfielder probably even more so than Rusnak. Now, I would imagine with Rusnak making about two point three million dollars last year, Kevin, that perhaps Seattle had to dish out a little more. Maybe they had to pay him three million dollars, and maybe they're not even going that high. Okay, but let's pretend they had to pay him three million dollars. If the LA Galaxy could have gotten somebody like Rusnak and brought him in and had him put in there, they could have. Maybe they could have gotten him for three, three and a half million dollars, and people would be holding their chests, clutching, rolling over, and saying, "No, no, no, that makes no sense. That's not something the LA Galaxy would ever do." Except that you have a proven playmaker, a proven central attacking midfielder, a guy who's going to get you double digits assists and goals. So twenty goals come out of Rusnak every year. And you're going to have to pay $3.5 million and he's a free agent, right? So 3.5 is all you end up paying. If the LA galaxy are really looking at Savanier, which there are questions about whether that's true. There's only a single report out there. A lot of stuff based off of some assumptions. I can't say that anybody I've talked to has heard his name yet. So that's already a little bit of a red flag as well. But if they're going after a guy like Savanier he is going to warrant a transfer fee because his contract still has a year and a half left on it. He is a captain of a team that is competing for, you know, a Europe spot. Um, he, um, all these things cost money. You know, the valuation at $13.2 million is probably a little high, but let's say the LA galaxy have to pay a transfer fee of six, seven, $8 million, and then a salary of three or $4 million in order to get, you know Savanier to the team, so you do all those things. It's a super amount of money that you're looking. at. What are you going to spend? Ten million dollars, twelve million dollars to get Savanier, and you could have had somebody like Rusnak if he wanted to come. Again, there might be, he might be sitting there looking at the LA Galaxy and going, "No, no, the Galaxy have sucked. I've watched them. I've dominated them whenever I've played them. I don't want to go there. I don't want to play for Greg Vanny. I'll play for Brian Schmetzer. Maybe that was the case. Okay." Maybe that's how it worked, but Kevin, the cost to get somebody like Rusnak in, who's going to give you double digits, who's a proven commodity in MLS, to make him a designated player, would have been pale in comparison if the LA Galaxy are actually looking at somebody like Savanier. So
0: Savanier, did I say that? Right?
1: Yeah, I, oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining. I'm I, you know, French, I just,
0: the, So talking about the French dude who's not, not Griezmann. Um, it, 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 you mentioned a, a lot of the obstacles. There are some other potential things that could that could make you think this deal will work first of all i think it's a long uh, it's more of a long shot than than just about anyone else we could talk about uh we know savanier doesn't uh, he's never played away from home he 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 could be in that sort of Uh, Gerard situation where he's not going to really want to be away from the continent, away from France.
1: Can can I, can I even add to that? There are, there are certainly stories that he has had chances to move different places and has stayed basically in the South of France because he likes it. That's where he lives. And I think even I read a report that his mom still lives with him and he likes that and that's how it works and blah, blah, blah. Very much a home guy. So again, I think this, this is a reach on this rumor. I don't even, if I would give this maybe two stars overall, if I'm going to rank this rumor, which I'll do, you know, tomorrow, but
0: well, and, and the Galaxy have, have to have heard that talk, too, and they don't want to get in a jarred situation. It's too, still too fresh for a lot of people around the club. The other things you talked about, the cost, that may not be the barrier it was two weeks ago because I think the insanye signing has now raised the bar. Anybody who wants to be a major club, and the Galaxy certainly want to be considered a major club, they're now looking at they, – they had set the bar before, $7.2 million with Salatan. That was something that you heard from the Galaxy front office – all the time we had the highest contract it means something to them so insania comes in at 15 million all of a sudden the galaxy can't look at 11 and 12 million and say that's too much they've got to say that's not enough so if there's a transfer fee involved in some money yeah it's going to hurt them but they i feel like at some point they're going to need to step up then there is the World Cup angle, which we talked about earlier, if Savanier thinks he's going to make the World Cup team, which he isn't, he hasn't been called for the national team for a long time. But if there's any hope, then he this move could make sense for him. But I really – I wouldn't even give it two stars. Also, the other thing is the Galaxy doing a lot of work in France. And um, you know we've talked about whether all this is above board or below board or whether there's deals being cut. But whatever, once you start to get known in that marketplace – things come your way either at a discount, like, Hey, you know, thanks for taking Kevin Cabral for way more than he was worth. We'll give you this guy at a discount or, Hey, we really liked working with you. We're trying to find a home for this guy. You know, maybe that works, but, but I don't think it adds up at all. And I know we're going to talk about cost in a minute. I I don't think that one works either, but there's a lot more fire involved with that one.
1: Yeah. With, with Sauvonnier, I would say that there, there's only one way this works and that's if he says that he wants to go. Right. He's, to, to the galaxy yeah, for this amount of money. For, yeah. Like he wants to, he wants to move. He, and and,
0: and, and how, how does, how does a club when they're fighting to get into Europa spot where Montpelier has not been in the, in continental tournament for a while that I know of, I don't think they have been. Um, now they have a chance to do that. And they're right there halfway through the season. And you're going to tell your fans, so well, we just traded our captain and best player. Um, we got some money and we don't know what we're going to do with it. You know, this better be the first move in a series of moves or that team's management is is going to be in a lot. Is in trouble.
1: I, I would say this that there's only two ways that plays out. If this is which I don't think it's going to play out is one he comes in summer right because it would have to be after that is all done, um and then they would move on which with whatever happened and you know that comes in the summer that type of thing or it happens immediately right now so that way the galaxy can then pay. Uh, Montpellier and and they would get money and then they would like you said a series of moves that incre- that make the club better in a position but he's their captain it doesn't make sense I don't I do, if, if I'm putting guessing and again I've asked around I'm not saying I've heard this name whenever I've been talking to people it's always nice when you have a name and you can say hey have you heard this name and they're like nope um, maybe you're not pronouncing it correctly that's probably it that's probably it I said, maybe
0: you're asking marcel marcel he hadn't told you
1: that's right uh a little ten dollar super chat from jorge jorge i appreciate that thank you very much we uh we appreciate all of the love that we get on the show as always if you're ever on the podcast and want to do a live show you can do that and then you can have a chance to super chat us as well all that money goes to to running this podcast and not paying kevin um <laughs> exactly the la galaxy interested in 30 year old 31 year old douglas costa um, this is a Juventus player who has been loaned out multiple times throughout their Juventus time. Uh, Bayern Munich obviously comes to, to mind as well. Uh, but is currently currently playing for second division uh, Grêmio in Brazil. Uh, also, by the way, I think just today or yesterday it was announced that uh, that Acosta has COVID-19 as well. So if you're looking for for something fun on that, that line as well uh it, it seems that he's come down with that well
0: and look at go back to those moves because mm-hmm. this guy does i've talked to some a couple of journalists in brazil about him uh you know like a- asking why would the galaxy be interested in a 30 plus player who is now playing in the second division has moved around a lot and you see he's played for some big clubs but he's moved around a lot and he does appear to fit the kind of larry morgan model of this is a guy who who may not be uh, – I think when we, when you and I talked earlier, you kind of used the example of perhaps a, a Gio Dos Santos, a guy where uh, – or even a Mario Balotelli, a guy who every coach that has him says, I can solve this problem. This guy is so talented, I can get the best out of him. and It never happens. Apparently, Douglas Costa is a little bit in that situation where um, he may not be the best locker room guy, but every coach has thought he could get something out of him. I'm told by journalists in Brazil, the galaxy have people more than one person, people in Brazil that are talking to representatives of Costa. I asked the galaxy about that today. Uh, and they said, uh, the person I spoke to said, we're not in position to to talk about that on on or off the record. Um, if they're not there, I think they would have said no. If, we're, if there's no interest, I think they would have said no. Um, the fact that they didn't say no tells me there's a little bit of interest there, but they're having those questions too, um, that they're not quite sure that this is a guy that they want their name linked to.
1: It's an interesting one. Um, certainly an extremely talented and technical player. Um, you know, 31 games for, for the Brazilian national team. Um, he has played for Juventus for, for Bayern Munich. I mean, uh, there are videos of him in champions league games doing, you know, anything he wants to on the field again, a very technical player, but that hasn't been the case. You know, I don't know if it's a story of motivation. Certainly I've been, I've been reading up and, and watching, but, um and seeing sort of what people have written about him and and where he's going i don't know if it's about motivation but whatever is happening whether it's at a, a second division gremio in in brazil or or however else that goes um it, it doesn't seem to be working for him wherever he's at now uh, somebody, somebody wrote an article that basically said when somebody wants him, he goes, he's at that point in his career where it's like, I will get paid here. And so I'm going to go there. And if I'm going to get paid here, then I'm going to go over there. You know, he's sort of playing out those years. And at 31 years old, uh, I criticized you on the phone earlier. I said 31 years old is not dead and it hasn't been dead. And well, you know, major I, league soccer,
0: another Brazilian player who's not dead, who has even more than 31 caps with the national team is Pele. So why not just go get him?
1: Yeah, you could. You, have, yeah, I'm sure you could. Except that I actually believe Costa probably has a better chance of. How old is Pele now? Uh, About
0: 112.
1: Just say God save him, Matt. Let's protect him. Put him in bubble wrap. Um, already 22 feels like it's taking taking a bunch. So, uh, pr- well, he's older
0: than Bob Saget and younger than Betty White. So, right, we got to protect
1: him. That's what I'm saying. He's he's in that zone. So, um, he's in the Goldilocks zone. Is that is that what it is? Something like that. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, this, this is an interesting one. There's more as, as Kevin has, right. He's not a DP. He's not a DP. This does not feel this does not feel like a DP. This feels like a Tam. This feels like max Tam at 1.6, but this is not even that you can say that you can say that, but how much is Juventus paying him? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm imagining it's a lot of money now. There, the the rumor currently going around is that he is in discussions with Juventus, possibly to end his deal with Juventus, which expires this June um, early, uh, get a buyout, however they want to do that, and then so that way he can go and sign for the LA Galaxy. That's one of the rumors that is out there. Well, you know, another thing, if Juventus wants to get
0: rid of the contract, they could do what the Galaxy did with Daniel Steris trade him for a third round super draft pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's that it. worked exactly. before. So, um, if I'm giving room, if I'm giving stars on this rumor, there's more to this rumor. So I'm going to say it's three to four stars. I'd probably put it at three to be cautious. If you're talking about, um, you know, our French uh, uh, captain over there, um, uh, you know, Savanier, I, I would put. I would put it at like two stars. So three stars and two stars. That being said, Acosta has the ceiling to be four and five stars rapidly, where on the other side, I don't feel like there's a much, there's that much of an up- upside on it. But,
0: but, but here we, we were talking earlier about the patients. And this is where I think the galaxy's patients are really going to be tried. Let's just say everything that we talked about is true, which is like a real long shot, probably never happened before. Let's just say it's true that the Galaxy have a plan, they have players that they're interested in, they're not quite ready to go yet, and the Galaxy panic and say, we got to get a DP in here, we got to get a player in here, we're going to take Costa, he's not the guy we want, he's not the guy that fits, but we're going to take him because we need to do something. Right. That could be a big mistake, especially if if they do wind up having to use money or DP spot and they get to June and somebody becomes available and they don't have them. this is where the Galaxy's plan are really going to end patients are really going to be tested because Costa may work with another player. If there's a couple of players they bring in, he may be a good addition. I don't think he is the off-season acquisition. And if they go and spend uh, roster spot and money to bring him in and then they can't react in the summer you know, that could be a big mistake. Again, I'm going to go back. I'm going to make my, my argument once again, which I've made many times for Pavone, if the lawsuit is settled. Uh, and uh, right now, we know Pavone is getting a lot of attention, which leads me to believe that the legal problems are almost at an end and it will be resolved.
1: Or nobody Favor- cares.
0: No, I, 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 I think the market was so slow in developing that I think a lot of people were waiting on this. Um, I'm going to just, I'm just going to suggest that I think people were waiting on this and it looks like it may be resolved favorably for him. And that's why he's starting to get this attention now. But the thing I like about Pavone is he's in that, that group, that age group, we talked about 22 to 28 or so that sweet spot that the galaxy are signing players to long-term. He's played in MLS. He's handled the travel. He's handled the level of competition. Well, he's been successful, but what I really like about him and the way I think he fits this team is this year, he could be the complement to Chicharito. I think he could be a guy that could provide service as he did with Zlatan. Um, he could be sort of the the guy that that enjoys racking up the assist and being the playmaker. I think this will be Chicharito's last year unless he goes has another you know ungodly season. So then he moves on. Then I think Pavón slots right into the Chicharito spot as the center forward and becomes a leading scorer. And the, you don't have to change the rest of the team around to accommodate for that. That's that's. My look at Pavone as why I think that he would be valuable and why I would use the DP spot on him.
1: Uh, By the way, a shout out to Patrick, $5 super chat. He says this show does, in fact, kick. uh, I will change it to butt. Um, so he has that in there um, Freddie says $5 super chat um, the problem for us who want Pavone is that Pavone is not French so Vanny might not spend money on him but then he but kept, it sounds
0: French <laughs> but, it but, sounds French he's but
1: confused then, but then he kept Cabral where the offense dies um, so that's something uh, $5 super chat from Logan uh, GBS never had a chance to get a DP quality player so a, a DH uh, a, D, a DH better choose, uh, choose wisely for his uh, designated players alright so so, um, again, thanks. Pavon
0: works it could be Christian Pavon.
1: Yeah, just make it... I mean, there's guys who... That's more Italian. I was trying to say in Argentina, there's there's guys with Italian last names. Yeah. Um, there's guys well, with German last yeah, names, too. Yeah, what really did what their one. daddy do during the war? <laughs> so, um, but whenever, whenever... I mean, listen, I don't have a problem with... With Pavone, um, I disagree with most of your reasoning, which is usually of course, true. Of yeah. course, yeah, um, uh, you you love to be wrong, but anyway, no, continue. no, I'm usually I'm usually again, we have an average age on a roster right now of 24.22. Okay, that's that actually skews probably a little younger than the LA Galaxy needed to. Um, you sign guys who are 30, who again are not dead in Major League Soccer. 30 and 31 are guys that are what one or two years off their prime. I'll take that in a heartbeat. So um, you still want Pele? Yeah, Pele is eighty-one. <laughs> I think they said in the chat room. Uh, I think I think maybe he's that would definitely skew the average age. Uh, not much on the median age. Royal but, Adina, then. Yeah, I, I mean, so the whole deal. So this is this is what I'm saying is that yeah, sure. I mean, listen, you're also taking the easiest move the LA Galaxy could make is Pavone. He's proven. In Major League Soccer, you know what you're going to get. I would argue that he, we don't know how well he plays with Chicharito because those two played together and they sucked, but also that Chicharito was evil twin Chicharito and not score 17 goal Chicharito. So... um you know, there's, there's, there's some unknowns there, but the easiest answer is that take the proven player in major league soccer, who was excellent with the LA galaxy who played every minute of every game was, you know, the MVP and blah, 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 all this other stuff. That's the easy answer is Pavone. Everybody knows that the the problem that, is, that's
0: why your argument for Russ was so on, uh, on target because he's proven he can play in MLS. There's no guesswork.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Logan, by the way, has to pay another two two dollars to fix his fix his uh, first super chat. I like this. If you make a if you make an error, you have to fix it. He says Ooh. he meant Vanny has the chance uh, have actually chances to to pick his designated players. Um, he's we getting a him chance. $2.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Fund him the $2.
1: I don't know how to do that. If I did, oh. I would otherwise, cause you know, I don't think I can click on it. I don't want to try. I don't want to give back money. Why would I, why would I do that? That's, that's, that's another like month of, of web hosting and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. That's two more dollars than I got for this show.
1: That's another Dr. Pepper that I can drink during the show. All right. you know, that's, Oh yeah. I,
0: how are the, how are the socks working out?
1: Which, which sock? My, my slippers, Dude, they're, yeah. the, they're the best things. I would be wearing them, except the Santa Ana's are blowing. It's going to be. It's a little warmer tonight than than it has been. But no, all good. Those are the rumors that we have. But I'll be honest with you. Uh, none of these blow me away, Kevin. None of these are saying, look how innovative the LA Galaxy. It, to be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. This is this is very honest. The most ambition I have ever seen from the LA Galaxy in terms of outside of the Zlatan deal. Okay, which I think is is was very ambitious whenever they remember bringing them in on Tam for the first year. That was ambition beyond all ambition. Um, but whenever you look, at this Sauvonier rumor is very ambitious. This is a guy who is a top player in a top league who's starting right now. This is a guy you're signing, not because of his last name on the back of a shirt, right? I don't know. Did you know who this guy was before you heard this? Before I told you who he was, you probably, yeah, yeah. I didn't either. So I have, you know, I didn't know who was, this is not a name signing. If, if, this was true, I would feel better about some of the directions the galaxy are going. I don't think it's true. So therefore I don't feel that way, but that's ambitious. You're going to have to spend a lot of money to get somebody like that on your team.
0: But, but we're going to have to give credit. If this happens, we'll have to give credit where credit is due. We've been beaten up in the galaxy about their whole French connection. Absolutely. But, but this would be the result of that, of the, the, the years of signing Michael Ciani and, 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 Clement Diop and those people, this would be the end product of, of laying that foundation, Uh, which doesn't mean if it doesn't work, that all that was worthless. But if it happens, like you said, it's out of the blue. It's a great sign. It's someone we didn't know about. That's, that would be the product. I think of, of all the work that they've done in France.
1: Matthew, by the way, says uh, if the galaxy do sign Bavone, it shows Uh, that they literally are doing zero real scouting. I will argue that they know what they're getting with him, which again was the Russnack argument as well. It's like you don't have to, sometimes you don't have to be the genius to make the easy play and just go ahead and take, I mean, that's, that's, by the way, Christian Pavone is very good. He's an MVP worthy player in major league soccer. So it's not like you're sitting there saying, oh, well, they're really giving something up if they, and by the way, they'd have to spend, I think significant amount of money to get him, by the way. And here's, yeah.
0: 27 years old, I think this year. Heading into a World Cup year, wanting to play for
1: Argentina I think, again. I think he's younger than that. I think you said that last time, and I was like, I think I think he's like twenty-five.
0: Really? I thought it was twenty six when he when he left here. But in any case, the the other part of the argument holds he's trying to make the Argentine World Cup team. Yeah, and he, he
1: needs to he's twenty five.
0: Okay. Well, even better. He fits he he's just above that twenty four point two two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, he
0: fits right in there and, and he again, here's a guy who hasn't really played, right? Hasn't played in the last hasn't played much because of all the issues that he's had and the timing of the move from MLS back to Argentina. Here's a guy that probably has fallen off the map for Argentina's national team. Needs to get back on there if he wants to go play in Cutter.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, there there's familiarity obviously in France with Vanny. Vanny played in France. I, I get that. I, I know those I know those, those understandings. And by the way, John also says, you know, that easy also is clear, right? Like, so the easy answer is also the clear answer, right? You can, again, it doesn't take a genius to make the decision to make the correct decision on Pavone. You know what you're getting. It's a smart decision. Anybody can make Kevin, you and I can make that decision for the LA galaxy. I don't, I've already, I already did. Yeah, I know. So see, um, that's where it is. All right. Um, that's where the LA galaxy sit again. Um, as far as my schedule looking into this, um And sort of saying, okay, you know, what's going on for the rest of this week? I'll tell you that we'll have a show on Thursday night. Um, I don't know that there will be anything else to talk about outside of the Super Draft stuff because it feels like everything is. Su- oh, that'll
0: fill that show. Yeah, the sure.
1: What if they got four players in that Super Draft? Woo. That's Whoa. a, a two-hour show right there. Talk
0: about excitement.
1: Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll sort of see where we sit on Thursday. I'm working on something that maybe will be of interest on Thursday um, with a with a guest, but we'll see if that goes through or doesn't go through. Most of the time, they don't go through, so I wouldn't be holding my Sauvagnier. breath. Savannier? yeah. How would you know I was gonna I was gonna reach out? We're gonna we're gonna do this thing where I speak English and he speaks French, and uh, neither of us understand what each other is saying. Yeah,
0: no, but before we get too far away, I know we're, you're trying to end the show, and I'm not going to let you. Before we get too far away from the easy or the hard choice. Um, to figure that out, you might want to look at where the galaxy are. Is Greg Vanny, after all the uh, stuff he did last year, and they didn't make the playoffs, is Greg Vanny in a position right now, along with the front office, where they want to prove how smart they are, that the smartest guys in the room, and they're going to do something completely off the hook to show how smart they are, at the risk of it blowing up in their face, or are they in the position where they're looking at it and say, we got to get back to to we got to get back to basics, let's take the easy move, um, if it works. We go to the playoffs and we look great. If it doesn't work, it's obvious to everybody we made the right choice and the players just didn't make out. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where sometimes you gamble and you hope that it pays off and you show everybody how great you are. And the other times you just you just get back to basics and just just, you know, take take the knee and go into the locker room at halftime, whatever, that you don't try to force the issue. And I, and and trying to figure out, if you can figure out in your own mind where you think Greg Vanny in the front office is, I think that might help decide what kind of decision they're gonna make.
1: That's a. if we could get into the mind of the front office, I would be a lot. This would be a much more interesting. If the front office had
0: a mind, we could get (laughs) into it. Oh, come on.
1: They clearly think about things. It just happens been right a lot. Now, see, this is the problem. This is the problem that I knew we were gonna have whenever they got rid of somebody like Dennis DeClosa, which is that Greg Vanny is being painted by Jovan Kurofsky and Chris Klein. Right? Greg Vanny has done nothing, yet we are combining him into this this wall, he hasn't been successful. And it's like, he actually put together a decent enough team last year. There were some holes, certainly some things that didn't go 100% right. He had a little success in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, Shields and it, exa- MLS Cups. exactly. So, so, I mean, and put together one of the best MLS teams in MLS history. We remember that, right? That Toronto uh, team was a 2017 team. Um, which won the the triple whatever? I don't. The treble is yeah. win the treble, the only team that won a treble. Don't. It's not. It's not a real treble. Everybody knows the Canadian championship. You can't count that. You have to beat like one professional team twice. Yeah, well, it's the uh, only one that they play. I know. So, um, uh, but having said that, Greg Vanny doesn't deserve to be painted with the the failures of the rest of the front office over this time. And I think that it's tough. It's tough for me to sit there and say okay. Things are going well and Greg Vanny's in charge. Greg Vanny's in charge. You have to keep telling yourself that because if you don't, then you're making the assumption that everything is like it was in 2017 or 2018 or 2019 when Greg Vanny wasn't here. And so the biggest change right now is that Greg Vanny is here. He has had success and he's trying to build a team with the help of people who maybe haven't been that successful before.
0: And who's helping them? Because when the close left, I was told by the front office, people in the front office said, we're working on my question to them is so is greg Vanny now manager and general manager is he making all the moves for you know on both sides like like bruce arena did and i was told no 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 we're gonna have a new structure and we'll tell you about it shortly probably this week well that was six weeks ago Uh, i don't know what the situation is i don't know is greg doing everything by himself has jovan been promoted is there another person in there did they hire somebody uh do they just throw darts at a wall and and that's the guy they're gonna pick in the draft i mean How how does that all work?
1: We we should ask questions. I think maybe that's what maybe we We do
0: ask questions, but I never get (laughs) answers.
1: No, I know that. I know, and that's it's one of the things. Anyway. That's where we said. I want to end it because um, we, we've gone a little over, which is fine, a um, whole deal. But I mean, that's that's where we sit I, again. I, I think the Galaxy are, are still seven players short of a full roster at 30 players. You can imagine that 28 also gets them. They were at 28 for a little while last year um, and sort of held that until summer and then added a couple more pieces. So that can still happen as well. But even if you're there, you're five players short of it at one DP, one Tam signing. So there's still significant amount of money for the Galaxy to spend. Um, and I would imagine they're going to spend that before the start of the season or around Around the start of the season um so those are those are things to keep an eye on but right now mls super draft that's what we have going on this week and then eventually the la galaxy have physicals on saturday and report to training on sunday so sunday will be the first day of training camp 48 days until the la galaxy host defending mls cup champions what a what a rude welcome to 2022 for the la galaxy hosting new york city fc the defending mls cup champions in their house um, so in the galaxies at home, dignity, Hill sports park. So that's where but you, we're Do you think
0: headed. that there'll be fans? you think there's going to be fans there? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Did you, okay. So there's real quick, let me try to clear up some of this, or at least try to understand why we haven't talked about any sort of restrictions going forward is that there was a press release put out by the LA County public health where, What I had heard had happened was that they reclassified mega events. Now, if you read it, it says that a mega event is anything over 5,000 people outside or 100 people inside. I think it was just a classification adjustment. They were saying this is what we're adjusting. There was therefore no limits on those events. They were just saying that that's what the classification was for. And if you saw... Uh, We'll know here very soon, but I haven't heard of it, of the LA Lakers suddenly having to play in with only a hundred people in the building, Kevin. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard that happening. So I imagine that, that, that my, my assumption on this is correct, that there are no limits, but just the definition of those events is a hundred people for an inside, uh, event and 5,000 people for an outside event. So I know lots of people have been saying, oh, the galaxy are going to be limited in preseason one, it's preseason I don't know that you're going to have a super huge crowd for preseason anyway. Um, and two is I don't think there's actually any limits. Like they say 5,000 people outdoor is a mega event, but it doesn't mean that you can't have more than that. It's just that it's classified as a mega event and therefore it has to follow these rules.
0: And uh, the Super Bowl is an indoor event, by the way. If you're going to make the distinction.
1: It's not. It's an outside event, by the way. Just FYI. It's in a, it's a closed building. It's not. It's 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 got a canopy, not a roof. Uh, which means that open air on either side. So I mean, I've, I've had this discussion with people and it is actually, it's classified as an outdoor, which is why they will have X number of people there or whatever it is. So just let so, you know. And we, and we know nothing about Coachella. By N- the way. Nothing yet. No, nothing more. I would imagine that that all gets wrapped up here relatively quickly because teams actually have to make travel plans. Although somebody was saying that um, I think the Portland Timbers last year, like they were like, oh, no, we're not going anywhere for preseason. And then within two days, they had a whole preseason trip where they were going somewhere. So it doesn't take very long for plans to change what, and all that
0: stuff. Whoa, you're talking about an MLS club being opaque? <laughs> Never.
1: <laughs> Never. Never. No, no, not Never. at all. All right.
0: Uh, anything else, Kevin? You good? No. Say goodbye to Antoine Griezmann. He needs to leave now. All right. So, get back to Barcelona.
1: Au revoir. There we go. All there he right. goes. There he goes. If you're looking at, uh, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter, it's at kbaxter 11 on Twitter. Please head on over to latimes.com, where you can find all of uh, Kevin's wonderful writing. I should have muted Kevin a long time ago. I'll just, I'll just continue to do that. Uh, if you're also, if you're looking for uh, me on Twitter, it's at jguesman, and of course at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to CornerTheGalaxy.com for all of our writings. You can find it right there, or podcasts are right there as well. All right, for Mr. Kevin the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh patel You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on Corner of cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at GalaxyPodcast. Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy